everyone. Welcome to Healthy Conversations with your host, Kinyasha B. Today we've got an exciting and amazing topic where we're focusing on oral hygiene and oral health. I'm joined by two dentists today. Um, so first of all, we've got Dr. Farai Maisha, um, who's a dentist. He'll give us a bit more information about his specialization. Orthodontist. He's now, okay, you're now an orthodontist. <laughs> okay. And then on the far end, I've also got Dr. Anesu Musoshi, who's a cosmetic dentist. So today we'll be focusing a lot more about on orthodontics and uh, cosmetic dentistry. Yeah, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, welcome both of you. Yeah, I'm excited to go through this topic. Uh, I think oral hygiene and oral health, I think it's quite a key and an important area. And um, I think it's quite central to a number of, of people. Mm -hmm. So I think, I, I think to start off with, can we just get a bit more information in terms of what exactly is orthodontics and also what exactly is cosmetic dentistry? Okay, I'll yeah. start off. All right, orthodontics is a discipline of dentistry that involves the, cell, the straightening of teeth. And if you, if you look at the, the roots of those two words, orthos, straight, dontics, teeth. Okay, and we concentrate on uh, uh, fixing malaligned teeth, uh, malaligned jaws, and generally improving uh, the cosmetics of the mouth. Okay, so as much as there's a, a different discipline called cosmetic dentistry, you cannot separate cosmetics from orthodontics because patients come to us because they're unhappy with the way their teeth look. But we mainly move the teeth in their natural state to different positions that are more pleasing to the yeah. eye. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, and I know, sorry, on the introduction, uh, <laughs> I messed it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But no, just to roll back and just mm -hmm. tell us about um, what's the difference between a dentist and one who is specialized. Okay. Um, so, in, in dentistry, there are about five specialties, am I right? Okay. Orthodontics, amazingly, being the first specialty of, of, of dentistry. I think that, that was done in the early 1930s. And then there's prosthodontics, which is uh, prosthetics replacing missing teeth, okay? That, that used to house um, cosmetics as well, but more, uh, more recently, especially in the West, cosmetic dentistry has sort of like become a field on its own, okay? But the major difference between an orthodontist and a general dentist is that we both go to dental school, mm -hmm. and then the orthodontist goes through an additional three to four years specialization in that particular discipline, okay? And um, that's it. That, that is the major difference between a, a dentist and a, and a specialist. Okay. okay. All right. And uh, Dr. Anasu, just tell us a bit more about cosmetic dentistry. Explain what the practice is. Okay. So I'm generally, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a general dentist, but I focus a lot on cosmetic uh, dentistry. And cosmetic dentistry really is just, just in the word cosmetics as well. It's a, something that you don't like and that you're going to change about, about that um, appearance. So mostly we deal with things called veneers. And crowns and there's other stuff like whitening and other times we have to work in conjunction with an orthodontist to first move the teeth into the position that we like it and then what an orthodontist does is simply just moves the teeth and then we come in and actually change the shape and everything of the teeth like that through the use of those veneers and crowns and okay that's yeah, quite exciting i think i've seen a lot of your work on instagram yeah, i think we'll I showcase it. some of the work here <laughs> yeah no and i think that's actually quite a good uh, thing because sometimes people are sometimes stuck and they're conscious about something that's able to do with their mouth and they, they really want somewhere to go. So it's always quite refreshing when you do see that people can show you before and after yeah. pics and you know, there are people who are there to help. 
I think as I was growing up, uh, when it came to orthodontists, I think I was only aware of maybe one. Mm-hmm. This is Dr. Chinare. Mm-hmm. This is the one that I knew, I think he was in Avondale. I think, well, yes. that's where I know yeah. where he yeah. is. Um, yeah, so, are, so are there more orthodontists now? Yes, to answer your okay. question, yes. But historically, mm-hmm. the first orthodontists that came into the country were brought in by the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And they used oh, to practice nice, from... Um, Newlands. Newlands, okay. And this was uh, always uh, an expatriate who came in and did a five or six year stint and then would leave and a different expatriate would come back. And then Dr. Chinara was the first Zimbabwean to come back into the country. So there was a time when they were running, there were only two of them. Uh, Dr. Lamberton, who was at the Adventist place, and Dr. Chinara, who was in Avondale, okay. Mm -hmm. And then um, after a couple of years, Lamberton left and then Chinara was the only orthodontist for several years. Mm -hmm. And then he... Uh, pushed the university to start a specialty program locally because the question was what happens to him when he retires and all these patients that that, that he's been treating. So he had continuity in mind and the university uh, came to the So when was the school opened, the local one? The local school's been around since I think 1997. But the orthodontic specialty school was all started in 2009. Okay, and how many have graduated from? So far two. Okay. I understand they've they've brought in they've just advertised and they've accepted somebody. We're okay. waiting for that person to start. Yeah. Okay. So how many are you altogether now? In total, right now, registered orthodontists. There's five in the country. There's Dr. Chinara, Dr. Nembe, a young lady, myself, Dr. Baska, and another young lady called Dr. Mcheto. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So just to tell us a bit more about your background in terms of how you end up doing this sort of work. Um, like how I got into dentistry, or like just how I got yeah, into just how you got into dentistry. I think this pathway. How did you um, end up on that? So I actually started off doing um, media studies, and then uh, when you're a long way away from media studies, and then um, eventually I, I didn't really enjoy it that much, and I always wanted to be a doctor, <laughs> and I always wanted to be a plastic surgeon or some type of because I always really loved those shows that you, know, you used to watch on TV and everything like that. Oh, nice. And um, dentistry was just easier to get into than medicine at the time. So I got into dentistry and I happened to really <coughs> find my passion in the cosmetic and uh, dentistry area. And I did some couple of courses at um, this place called Implant Academy, uh, and Aesthetic Dentistry in South Africa, okay. um, where you just kind of you know, focus a lot on um, cosmetic stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, what's basically, I think the main thing that of cosmetic uh, dentistry is, I always look at it like fashion. Do you have a favorite designer, for instance? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not really. No, that's but, not my... <laughs> um, Dr. Farai can have a different aesthetic mm. from me. Mm. So when you're looking for a certain cosmetic feel, if you go to a certain dentist, you might get something that he envisions, that, that he sees as beautiful. So it's really important to kind of be able to do your shopping mm. and kind of do your background and look and see like, okay, mm. this is the kind of, this guy has the aesthetic that I like. So I'm gonna go for him, and because you'll get the aesthetic of that of, of that dentist. Mm-hmm. So if you go to some guy who really has no clue about aesthetics or something, mm-hmm. you'll get that kind of aesthetic. So it's always one thing that I really kind of um, stress on on cosmetic, because that it's kind of subjective. Okay, yeah, no, that's true. I think just going into a bit about that, um, when does one get referred to say yourself or like a specialist? What happens? Tell us about the referral process. Let me let me do it since I refer a lot to him. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so normally, um, as a general dentist, you see families and you see a whole bunch of um, different things. Mm. 
when it comes to orthodontists, there's definitely stuff that's beyond our grade to handle. Okay. And that's when we go ahead and refer over to these guys. So most general practitioners will have a couple of dentists that they refer to for specialties, such as myself, too, for I. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, all right. And for orthodontics, the general recommendation is we, we like to see the children uh, when they're about eight years old. And uh, for screening purposes, are they going to need orthodontics? Are they not going to need orthodontics? If they're going to need orthodontics, what do we need to do to prepare? Is this just moving teeth or is there uh, a dentofacial deformity where the jaws are not proportional or the jaws themselves have an issue? Then in that case, we want to be able to either do what we call growth modification and try and modify the growth of those aberrant uh, jaws or sometimes we're just planning so that we can have a team consultancy uh, with the various different specialties because like I said, if it's dental facial deformities, a lot of the times we end up needing the surgeon to come and correct certain things. Okay. So, so we, then, we then do a, a multi-specialty consultancy and start planning mm -hmm. and, and know at what age will it be best for us to start treatment on this particular kid. But the general recommendation is we want to sift the kids at about eight years old. Okay. Um, I know you've spoken about the younger ones, but what about the older people? Like, what are the sort of interventions? Adult orthodontics is a big thing, okay? And uh, the big hindrance that tends to happen with uh, adult, that, that can interfere with adult uh, orthodontics is uh, what we call periodontal disease, or in, in layman's terms, gum disease. Diseases that affect the supporting structures of the teeth. And uh, we tend to see more of that in adults because they've had their teeth longer, they've developed habits that may not have been the best for their oral hygiene. So with such patients, we then want to send them for clearance with a periodontist who is a specialist in the supporting structures of the teeth. And then he makes sure that there's absolutely no disease and he gives me the go-ahead to start uh, the treatment. But adult orthodontics has become a massive thing. And... Um, there's the cosmetic part of it because normally we have metal brackets. There's also clear or tooth-colored brackets, which are very popular with the adults. Mm -hmm. And more recently, clear liners have come up. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, I was and about to actually ask about that in terms of the ways to fix it. So you said aligners and the braces. Braces first. Yeah. Uh, well, braces and aligners are the major ways that we're moving teeth right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so just unpack, okay, so what exactly will be happening, let's say, when you give someone, let's say, braces? Well, how, how do braces actually correct the teeth? The braces is the receptacle that holds the spring that actually moves the teeth, okay? So we, we attach the brace to your teeth, but the actual spring that uh, brings the force to move your teeth is the wire that we use. And there's many different types of wires made of different types of materials, and these are the things that you go and learn when you're specializing which wires to use when and the different properties of the wires because we're actually doing what we call biomechanics. We're moving teeth mechanically in a biological environment and we have to be able to do that without causing further harm to the patient. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, are there any risks of getting such procedures? Majorly, not majorly, major risks per se, there's side effects. Okay. Um, and you should know, you've got braces. <laughs> When we, when we first Maybe they don't even see that, eh? Oh, yeah. no, no, no. You're an adult. We're talking about adult orthodontics here. Um, there's discomfort, obviously, associated with having foreign objects in your mouth. Um, and there's also a, a certain... It takes a while to get used to. It does. I'm not used to it now. I, I, haven't, I also have braces and I'm still not used to it. But uh, I'm not in pain. It's just having something foreign in my mouth. 
most of the majorly uh, pain discomfort is within the first week or two for adults. Uh, to, to, for adults, it will be 10 to 50, to 10 to 21 days of discomfort. For the younger patients, it's five to seven days and their, their lives are okay, back. The younger ones bring yeah. back quite They do, they right. do. No, yeah. That's fine. Um, and then, uh, and it's just unpack a bit more like what it takes to then get, you know, veneers or some of the procedures that you do. Right, so what will be the issue and how will you be fixing it? Um, so it, it really depends. So, for instance, if someone if someone has a problem with uh, something, normally you try and find out what the problem is. So, is it uh, spacing? Is it uh, rotations? Or is what what it is of the teeth? Um, so, if there's a need first to send to like the orthodontist, we first have them straighten out, and then we put on the veneers. But the main thing that we use are something called veneers or crowns. Um, so this involves us. We have to cut a little bit of uh, your tooth. Yeah. This is where you shave the teeth. So we shave no. a little bit of the yeah. teeth. Okay. Um, it sounds scary, but it's really not. It does sound yeah. <laughs> does it weaken the teeth at all? Um, no, uh, it doesn't. The it, once you have the veneer back, it's it's perfectly okay. perfect, it's perfectly fine. But what you want to avoid is uh, removing too much tooth structure mm. because that can then weaken the teeth um, overall, which is why veneers are really. So it's, you just remove the facial aspect of the teeth, and then we basically redesign to what we think is ideal um, over there. So um, I know he does a lot of designing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and uh, remember, I, I was a, a general dentist for 15 years before I specialized. Yes, I, that's so, what we are knowing from me. So, <laughs> so trying know, to yeah, get that out of my system has yeah. not been easy. And then I've also just had patients that have been with me since I started. Yeah. It seems a little unfair to now say I'm a specialist. Go find yourself another dentist. So <laughs> I still have yeah. some patients that I still see. Okay. Yeah, but to add on to what you were saying, cosmetic dentistry has more to do with changing the way your teeth look. So if you're not happy with the shape of your tooth, or if your enamel has defects, or patients who grew up in areas where there was a lot of um, fluoride in the water, it tends to discolor their teeth. So we get patients coming in and they say, I'm not happy with the color of my teeth. What can I do? Then we can change the color of those and that's when I refer okay, to, to Anesu okay. and say, okay, go see Anesu and he'll be able to. And usually I will do that after I've put the teeth in the space, correct position that they should be for you to have a, a good um, non-traumatic bite. Okay. Yeah. So the, the one thing I think that's a difference is that orthodontics normally takes uh, time, mm -hmm. like you probably a space mm -hmm. of uh, hmm. two years or so, how yeah. long have you been yeah. in your... Um, probably just under, yeah, probably, I'm getting about two months, that's... Oh really? Well, I hope. Anyway, because you... Never mind, Yeah, so it, it takes a while, like, I've, I know friends who've had theirs for like two years. Yeah, something yeah. before, even some, With cosmetic dentistry, the changes can be there within seven days to two weeks mm -hmm. or anything. That's how fast. I should have come to you. Some of them, some of them in a day. Some of them in a day. Yes, no, I see that as quite quick because mm -hmm. nowadays you can go in and go out and, and you, you see, walk out. And mm -hmm. I've seen the before mm -hmm. and after. So one of the, I think, um, what I'll say, not uh, as a side effects or whatever, is that you have looked a certain way for, let's say, 30 years and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, within a week, your face really totally changes. has changed mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. So there's that adjustment period to go to. Um, and a lot of people actually think that once they, uh, you know, get the new smile, they're actually like, wow, yeah. it's actually an adjustment period. You actually yeah. really start to fall in love with it after about two or three months when wow. it really starts to blend into your mm -hmm. body and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So it's, unless you had just horrible teeth, then yeah. that's when it's like a really wow effect. Yeah. Normally when you're just, you know, changing small things. But it must be really such a boost, I think, in self-esteem. 
for people as soon as, I don't know, as soon as yeah. they can afford and they do that. Tell us about a story can I, about it. I can actually tell you a very interesting story. Okay, um, so there was once, um, there was a very uh, girl who was very pretty, uh, but once she opened up her mouth, she was totally self-conscious about what was in there because her teeth were, you know, um, once she opened it, she was just horrible. Mm. So she came to my office once talking about how oh, men are so judgmental, they're so bad, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I said, you know, if we work on this and change it, um, I think you'll feel a lot better about yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, so she saved up, and I think we saw her about two years later, and we did the veneers, and she looked amazing. Jeez, and uh, nice. about three months later, she was pregnant. So, oh, wow! wow. <laughs> hey, that, that is kind of cool. And I, I, I hope it wasn't your pregnancy. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, um, I mean, there's thousands of stories, that tell, not about people getting pregnant, yeah. but I mean, there's thousands of stories where, um, you know, a lot of people will, um, kind of talk like this a lot, and um, they're very conscious about it. They take the way how they take pictures. Some of them never smile in their pictures, and once you do that transformation, it's really, really, really good. And I'm all about natural aesthetics, so you don't want to give that blinding, shining white Hollywood smile when someone sees you. Yeah, or that chiclet smile. Exactly. Like, I think I hate that. You know, yeah. Look at you, they all look. But you've got your teeth there. Yeah, yes. see? So you just want it to be different, where it's like, hey, you look different. Like, what's up? And like, yeah. it's, it's okay. The teeth, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but talking about the impact of cosmetics on, on patients, I get a lot of cases where patients come in, mothers bring their children and say we can't get this child to smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the child doesn't interact with, with, with other kids. And you know kids can be nasty to each other, calling oh, yeah. each other names, you know. And then we'll fit the braces and we'll start the treatment. And I tell you no lie, within six months the mother will say, My child is a completely mm-hmm. different person. And it just points to the fact that sometimes we're not conscious of the, the trauma the child is going through based on how conscious they are of their looks. Mm-hmm. Okay? And parents have a tendency of just brushing that off. But there's stuff we can do yeah. to fix that. Mm. And you know, it's worth, uh, it's yeah. worth getting a consult- consultation. No, look, along seeing, the way, because mm. of you know, diet, uh, nutrition, and even trauma, like I'm mean, full, I mean, the teeth do change. Yeah. And even just, I guess, the position of teeth. Mm. So I think it's always quite important when you know, they come and get a consult. And I think I just really like that story where there's just a boost in self-esteem. Yeah. Mm. And I think a lot of people are always quietly worrying about such things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always quite nice and, and refreshing. some people don't think that there's a solution to it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I'm in my 50s. And I'm fixing my smile. <laughs> and wait, you had a patient. What's the oldest patient that you have done? 72. Yeah, you told me about 72. that story. And she was, she was, she was actually wow. a, a, a professional, mm-hmm. black African, yeah. uh, Gogo, mm-hmm. came and saw me and said, you know what, I've spent all my years mm-hmm. putting my kids through school, then helping my kids with my grandkids and so forth. Yeah. I'm done. Now I want to fix myself. I said, yeah. okay, so what do you want to do? He says, I've never been happy with my smile. Oh, At, 72. At 72. And I got to fix that. Oh, wow. Hey, no, yeah, but uh, she's living her best life. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She's globe trotting all over the place. Now. You can't stop her from smiling. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Mm. And um, look, um, I know when you're talking about issues around, let's say, cosmetic or you're talking about a specialist, mm-hmm. it does come with a certain cost. Yes. So I'm sure these are not, I don't know, cheap is not the word. Um, they're not highly affordable treatments. Can you just let us know about, let's say, the payment options well, and the insurers and funders? Listen, help. I, I think that yeah. orthodontics is extremely affordable in this country. If you compare it with the fees that are charged elsewhere, mm-hmm. we had a... a, 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 a a, a, a guy who came to speak to the local orthodontics mm-hmm. uh, from Australia 
And he laughed at us because we charge approximately 3,000 for the treatment in Australia, it's 10,000. You get it? In, in the US, the average price is probably 6,000 in the bigger cities. Do you see? So yeah. it, it does cost, but this when we put right. it, in, yeah, for braces, when we put it into perspective, yep. yeah. this is $3,000 in Zimbabwe for two years of treatment. Oh, okay. All you right. get it? Yes. So yeah. it sounds like a big number, but when you think about it, because I see the patient every six weeks, sometimes every four weeks, depending on what needs to be done, right? Mm. But I remember when my, 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 my uncle got a cataract and we had to take him next door to get the cataract fixed. Mm. It was 1,800 then. I don't know what it is mm. now, okay? But that was, if you, if you put that into perspective, that's a two hour, one hour operation mm. and he's done. But again, we, I'm not trying to, uh, to belittle the importance of an eye, mm. but when you put it into perspective, we don't really cost that much for two years of worth of treatment. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, you know, like what you said about Australians mm. uh, laughing at, um, in the U.S., uh, you know, one veneer for per tooth probably costs about 1500 mm. that's for mm. That's for one tooth. Sorry. This side. <laughs> but, uh, okay, I want to ask the question I wanted to ask, but anyway, continue. <laughs> ask how many like, teeth to Do you need to go to... Yeah, so probably like eight teeth to do like a... Okay, the front, top, the yeah. top smile. Okay. Yeah. If you're doing the bottom, it just depends. Here, this side is about half of that, so you can start from about 600 or so or something. Okay. Yeah. But that's because of the environment that we're in. Um, you know, we can't charge like we're living in the U.S. because, mm. I mean, it's just different. Different places in Turkey, it's like $300 or something yeah, like yeah. that. It's when, like, even way cheaper. So it just depends mm. on where you are. Mm. So, yeah, geographical location. But we actually have a lot of patients who actually, they show me their uh, costs that, that they've given by their dentist from the U.S., you know, it's about 20000 or something like that here. And they say how much roughly given this plan would it cost to do here. And we give them a plan and it comes to about maybe 10000 right? Mm. And so it's cheaper for them to fly here. Have a holiday. Have a holiday. And get their work done. done and go back home. <laughs> okay. Right? So is it expensive? I think it's relative. I think um, if something is important to you, mm. um, it's necessary. Mm. Right? So. Yeah. But I guess there's a lot of also, I think just um, because of the point you mentioned, the medical tourism industry yeah. that's coming up, yeah. where people are going to different regions uh, to get, let's say, their treatment done. Mm. Uh, you mentioned, mm. I think, Turkey, I yeah. think, has been touted one of those destinations. Yeah, a lot and of people go to Turkey. Mm. And again, like I say about, uh, you got to choose your dentist, there's some people who have some really scary work done from Turkey, and there's mm. people who have some really amazing mm. work done from mm. Turkey. So mm. you, wanna, you always want to just be sure of where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe let's just speak a, a bit more about that or unpack about it. Like when it comes to the regulatory side and just making sure you go to the right person, how does someone know that the person that they've gone to is the qualified person? Because I'm sure there's some horror stories that you know, people can say um, or just highlight that. Can I, can I answer that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you've got to research the individual dentists, okay? depending on what it is that you need done. How do you research? Okay. Well, like Anisu has, is, uh, t uh, is on Twitter, is on social media mm -hmm. to, to showcase his work. He's not saying he's the best at it, mm -hmm. but he's saying this is what I do. This is what I do. Yeah. Uh -huh. You get it. So, so, so you really need to research that. Then if you need specialist work, again, try and figure out what is it that I need. Is it specialist work? If it is, try and identify who are the local specialists that can do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like I said, in, 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 in Zimbabwe, we have five registered orthodontics, orthodontists. And if you want to check that, you can actually call medical and dental counsel and say, look, I'm looking for an orthodontist. Who are the registered 
orthodontists in this country, they'll be more than happy to give you that information. But having said that, you still get dentists with special interests mm. who've invested a lot of time, additional time to learn what it is that they do. So that's why you'll find he was talking about going to cosmetic institute, implant and cosmetic institute in South Africa, mm -hmm. and so forth. And, and, and people travel all over the world trying to improve their education in that sense uh, and their skill set. So the onus is also on the patient to do some mm -hmm. research, find out who is this person, what have they done before, what are their qualifications. And, and gr you, you, that information is important for you to ask. Go to a dentist and say, yeah, are you a general a, dentist yeah, or are you a specialist? A, a key procedure. Like exactly. That, if it does get messed up, it's very, very it's in actually, your face. And it's also and it's costly to, yeah. to correct. Yeah. Because wherever you're going to go to get it corrected, that person's going to charge. Yeah. yeah. So, so the person has already taken a payment from you and you can imagine that. Exactly. So, so patients need to also take a bit of responsibility to research yeah. the, the people that they give access to treating them. And then there's the, probably the most powerful thing is the word of mouth. Yes. Um, you know, if you've had That's braces, true. you know, you can say, how was your experience? How was your outcome? Mm -hmm. Is everything good? Say, so, yeah, okay, can I see your dentist? You know, mm -hmm. find out from different people who have had those procedures done that you want, mm -hmm. how their outcomes were, and if they were happy with them. And if they were, by all means, go to that dentist. Um, mm -hmm. and, you yeah. know, so, so again, for instance, we have a lot of general dentists that are doing orthodontics. orthodontics mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, the general recommendation is that a, a general dentist can do anything that he feels confident that he can do. Okay. Um, what's important there is that the dentist be able to select his cases, the, uh, which we call case selection, and gets to know his limits. There's small movements of teeth that I, he will send me a patient and I'll say to him, no, 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 you can do that. Go back and you can actually move that. And then there's certain treatments that they may think they can do it, and they miss the point that it's, it took me four years of specialty school to learn this. Yeah. And some people think they can go for a two-week course and come back and be able to do what I learned yeah. in four years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it's very important for patients to grill their practitioners mm. and find out, are you qualified at this? How many have you done? My particular case, will you be able to do this or should you refer me? Mm. The patients need to engage. Yeah, yeah. so people need to be mm -hmm. quite, uh, I think, vigilant when it comes exactly. to that. Um, and I, I'm sure, do you guys do a lot of uh, outreach work and voluntary work? Pre-COVID, um, yes. Huh? Pre-COVID. <laughs> Pre-COVID. All right. No, no, the reason I just mentioned that is that sometimes I'm sure you do encounter cases where <coughs> patients can't afford treatment. Yeah. Um, mm. So, I, I, what I just, do you do in that case? I, I, I select... With the payment plans, mainly. No, yeah. sometimes, okay. sometimes okay. even a payment plan is not going to work. Yeah. So, I okay. select based on merits. Okay. okay. Um, I must say this. What I have found is, and I'm not saying this is up for all patients, a lot of patients that you offer to do work at a discounted price don't really value the treatment. And you'll tend to find they start missing their appointments, you take off the braces and you tell them you must wear aligners for a certain period of time, they don't wear that, but I've invested two years of my time mm. and, 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 and my time costs money, you get it. But I select my cases well, I do have kids that I've looked at and I've just said, listen, it doesn't matter if the mother can't afford it, but this, this child, I cannot leave this child like this, then I'll do it pro bono. Okay. Yeah. And in your case? Uh, in particular for me, every yeah. Christmas I kind of do a smile giveaway kind of thing. Oh, um, so it's just, uh, it's just something, I love 
the reaction of someone who's just gotten a new smile and the stories behind it. Mm. So I normally do that. Um, for our, our church, we do outreach groups. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, go to certain areas, pull out teeth, fill in teeth, um, mm. all that stuff. Um, of course, I would love to do everything. <laughs> I would love to help everyone. I know. Um, but it, you know, it's it's just like he says. It's you know based on merit as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. certain people who you just you just really will feel the need to help, mm-hmm. and that's where you'll help. Yeah. Then you just push that. Okay, let me help someone and do mm-hmm. something about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sorry, I just realized I forgot to ask something earlier on. But with regard to the statistics, what is the you know I think recommended number? Let's say of you know your dentist, your specialist. Uh, that is supposed to be present in the country. If, if, Do we if, have enough? If I remember uh, correctly, in America, uh, in the field of orthodontics, they're very particular about making sure that the specialty remains viable. Mm-hmm. So they actually, the American Association of Orthodontists actually engages actuarial scientists mm-hmm. that will sit and calculate how many orthodontists are retiring and how many are being trained to come in and fill up their gap. So if I remember correctly, I think in, the, in America they say 20,000 families per orthodontist. Okay. Okay, so you can see that in this country, yeah. we're, we're very far off, we're right? very far off yeah, the mark. Yeah, it's even worse when there was just, uh, I think, two, one or two. Mm, yeah. mm. Mm. So, so for our population of 14 to 15 million, we're five. Mm. So, so a lot of people do not have access to the, to the care that they need. Yeah. Yeah. So we need a, also a, a lot more training centers? Um, not well, necessarily. Exactly Remember, the, I said that Remember. in America they have actual scientists that actually look at this. Even if we had more training centers and we produce more dentists, if the patients can't afford the treatment, yeah. we'll flood the market. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually need a balance. What we, what, in my view, what we need is more cosmetic dentists, mm-hmm. more, more surgeons, mm-hmm. uh, maxillofacial surgeons, mm-hmm and uh, more periodontists specifically okay. because they treat the diseases of the, uh, uh, of the supporting structures of the teeth. Mm-hmm. And if we were to do a survey here, I'm sure all, all of us here would have some form of disease. Okay. That, yeah. So yeah. We, need, we need people that teach. Um, in terms of the maxillofacial surgeon, we have what, Chitzonga? We, we maxillofacial surgeons, uh, I, I can think of four. Yeah, Dr. Manana, okay. Dr. Mahomba, Dr. Chitzonga, Dr. Beri. Dr. Beri is gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's oh, gone. Okay. So, the, so right so now we, we have three, we're of three. Those, yeah, in okay. the country. Yeah, I think mm. someone might retire soon. So, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully mm. we've got a lot more. Yeah. So mm. I think there's a lot of work to be done. Yes, and there is. Yeah. Even like what you said, what you need more cosmetic surgeries. Mm. Uh, Dentists. You do because some people love that big white Hollywood chiclet's mouth. Some mm. people actually mm. want that. Yeah, mm. some people want that. I see that. Really, they do. And, and there's cases that I've actually said I, I don't. I just really don't want to be responsible for that. You can go somewhere. Not only the person they no, no, no. yeah. Because it looks cool for two, three years, and then after that, you start. Or maybe that's just what you want, or whatever. But mm. you don't want to be responsible for that as well. But, and there's some people who maybe would love to do that. Mm. So you need a whole range of people with a different I get aesthetic. A, I get a lot of that. After I remove braces, yeah. and patients now say, I want my teeth white. I'm happy with the way they look, mm. but I want them white, white, white. But the, as part of cosmetics, you can have. Just a bleach. Yeah, just yeah. and just go and have your teeth whitened. Mm. Of course, we can't whiten them to this kind of white. Uh, the bleach can maybe take you two to three shades uh, uh, lighter. Okay, lighter okay. But beyond that, mm. then we have to now start doing veneers. Yeah. So let me, because I do a lot of uh, whitening with uh, a system called Zoom. And um, they are probably the most famous. Mm. I don't know mm. whether to say best, I don't know. That's right, but they've been, like the they've been around for a long time. They've been around yeah. for the longest time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that system can take you sometimes up to eight shades wider, but different people respond differently. Mm -hmm. So if mm -hmm. I'm bleaching your teeth, they might go two, three shades mm -hmm. whiter. Mm -hmm. If I bleach your teeth, they might go like, let's say eight shades uh, wider because it uses a, a light. Mm -hmm. um, so it just, it, it just really depends, but you can always, after orthodontics, have your teeth whitened. Okay. Yeah. So it's a zoom machine, the one with the blue light? That's yes, yeah. that's okay. fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I've yeah, seen so that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, perhaps now I can mention, since you're discussing your issues around you know, bleaching, there are a lot of um, direct-to-consumer products that are present now yes. in the market. Look, we live in a digital age. Mm. People go online and say, oh, no, I just saw this. I want to you know, like order online, or I've, I've seen this over there, and I just want to order this. I don't know. What are your comments and thoughts about some of these direct consumer products um, saying that they offering orthodontics or cosmetic uh, yeah, dentistry? Man, there's so much to say about, about <laughs> these things, but it sh I'll, I'll break it down like this. For okay. me, I think, what do you want? You want, uh, if you want a, a, a good dental outcome, how can you take out the dentist from the equation? Right. Um, there are some things called. Um, okay, well, I won't mention mention the name, but there's some some kind of braces that you apparently wear in your sleep mm -hmm. or whatever it mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Direct consumer or braces where they just give you directly on. There's so much that needs to be seen of X-rays, um, the kind of bites. The, there's so much information missing that when you finally have everything done, it's, it's the chances of it being the result that you wanted are very low. And I think those things end up in the long term cause more problems than than mm. the direct consumer. Yeah, I, I I think it is a critical point. You cannot say you want white or, or straight teeth without having an actual orthodontist who looks at your teeth and comes up with a diagnosis mm. and a treatment plan. Okay, so we're having these direct to consumer uh, 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 products that are coming out. I think the last time I was in England, I actually noticed some of them had set up shops on the high street. And you can just walk in and they'll scan your teeth and a few days later they'll send you a recommendation that yes, we can treat your teeth and yeah, so forth. And, and then you pay and they send you a box with your aligners and you do that. Yeah. When something goes wrong, who do you go back to? Yes, yeah. you know? And like we said, everybody's different. Uh, your teeth might not move at the same rate or something comes up. There needs to be somebody to monitor Mm. progress and be able to alter the treatment plan mm. if need be. Mm. Um, but patients tend to look at cost more, excuse me, more than they look at health. Mm. You know, I want to look a particular yeah. so way, but cheap is expensive, eh? cheap becomes cheap is extremely yeah, expensive. Yeah, cheap is expensive mm. eh? No, because later on when you now want to correct these issues, then, 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 then it's going to cost more. And sometimes besides the cost, there could be irreparable damage that's been done where you're now losing some teeth that you shouldn't have had that's to lose. Extreme, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. All right. Mm. Yeah, so I, I think you highlighted something important that um, people do miss the important parts in terms of diagnosis mm. if they go mm. for some of these mm. direct-to-consumer products. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No, so it's always important, I think, for the patients to definitely, I think, consult, I think, the dentist, get the proper referral, go to the specialist, exactly. understand, you know, um, what they can and cannot do. And like you said, we're in a digital age. Patients have got so much available, you know, uh, treatment, treatment modalities available. Go speak to a doctor and tell them what it is you want. If they can't do it, ask them to refer you to somebody who can do it. So if you don't want braces and you want just clear aligners, 
Mm. We should be able to give you clear liners. Mm. If they don't want to give you clear liners, ask them to refer you to somebody who does clear liners mm. and get the treatment that you want, but supervised by a professional and a properly qualified person. Exactly. Let me give you an example of something that um, there was someone who wanted um, to get whiter teeth and they just went, of course, you know, there's the over-the-counter whitening mm. material. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what was missed there is that they had receding gums mm -hmm. and, they, and their condition couldn't be treated with whitening because they had some kind of erosion. Um, so their gums or an enamel defect. Yes, an <laughs> enamel defect. So their teeth were naturally sensitive. So now when they're putting this bleaching material into their mouth, that thing is going straight into, into, the, pulp. into the pulp. They Jeez. came back with severe sensitive generalized all around. Mm. Crazy sensitive and all these problems. Jeez. And now, yeah. in order to treat that, I mean, now you're looking at thousands of dollars of work. Uh, you know, just because you you skipped and yeah. went direct mm -hmm. to the mm -hmm. tumor. The whitening material doesn't tell, I mean, they'll tell you if you have this, but you don't know that you have yeah, it. Exactly. You know how fast exactly. these things are made on, on exactly. TV or the tiny print. <laughs> exactly. yeah, so you're so just thinking, yeah. I want my teeth white. Mm. But you don't know that, okay, my condition, I actually can't get white teeth to do bleaching or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you really mess up yourself. So when it comes to health, it's always best to go to a professional. Yeah. You know? and, and speaking specifically of bleaching and whitening, a patient may need to bleach four or six teeth, okay? But the kit comes with all the teeth, mm. you know? So they will then bleach every single tooth and they have an enamel defect or a dentin defect. So where you only needed four teeth fixed, now you're going to need 10 or 20 or, or 30 teeth, 28 yeah. teeth fixed. Do you get it? And the cost of doing 28 counts at $600 a crown, whereas you only wanted to white yeah, 40 yeah the cost so you think you're saving but you're actually not mm. Mm. no that's mm. true no yeah i think that's terrible and i think that's just an important i think lesson especially to a lot of our viewers and anyone who's listening mm. i think go to a qualified person get evaluated um and just go through the proper diagnosis because i think that's actually quite key and i think it's always quite horrible when you see some of these things mm. absolutely mm. go mm. wrong mm. and yeah and like you said it takes a lot then to, to correct it, yeah, correct it takes a lot issues. to correct it, yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, and um, let, uh, we probably just need to round up, sorry, sure. soon enough. Mm -hmm. um, but I do want to just um, touch a bit on about just caring for your teeth. What are the type of tips that you can give for people just to make sure that they got healthy, healthy teeth and a great smile? Right, so one of the biggest things uh, for me that I've noticed is the toothbrush. Um, a lot of patients think um, the harder you brush, mm -hmm. the better job you're doing. Yeah, you know, like the harder you're scrubbing, the better. Yeah. You're actually just causing gum recession and you're causing your enamel just to get a little weaker. You actually really need to go down to a medium or a soft toothbrush um, that gently scrubs and does everything for your teeth. Um, so you, that has to be, I always tell my patients if I was the Minister of Health, I would ban hard toothbrushes from the country. <laughs> you know, yeah. just totally ban them because they do way more harm yeah. than okay. good. Um, so there's that. Um, flossing your teeth. When you brush your teeth, you miss, there's a whole interproximal session of your, of your teeth that you're missing out. That's normally where those little pieces of beef get stuck inside and mm. all that. If you leave that in for two, three days, how's your breath going to be? Um, how's the health of those tissues going to be? Mm. So you've got you to gotta floss um, every single day. And for me, I think those are the two main tips. And I think the one thing which I love is also something called a tongue scraper for your mm -hmm. tongue. Um, there's so much dead skin cells, germs, food debris on your teeth. When you scrape that out, um, you really see a difference, especially like in your breath and sometimes you even taste food.
Okay. And so can I just, um, while you're talking on that, um, once someone, let's say, has the veneers, mm. are they permanent? Uh, do they come back years later? So Sorry, normally, I don't know much about that. Area. Normally, it sh we give about 15 to 20 years okay. that they right. should be, they, they, they can last a lifetime. They can okay. last a lifetime, right. but... Um, so no, people also need to care for If you don't abuse them. Yes, if you don't. Okay, so, yeah. No, <laughs> but, so, for instance, if you're brushing with a hard toothbrush, what happens? Your gum recedes okay. and the area... So beneath the veneer yeah, margin exactly. is going to be it's going to be exposed and all that so you okay. with time you may need to redo that okay. and everything like that. but so typically again, okay. you can have it for a lifetime okay. um, but I normally kind of say at 15. least 15 20 years um, okay. to go back yeah. to your question about, yeah. about oral hygiene yeah. Yeah. I think I think I would put it this way for the patients the main reason why we want patients to brush their teeth yes to scrub off food debris from after they've eaten but one of the major reasons is we want them to smear fluoridated toothpaste on their teeth. Because fluoride replaces the hydroxyapatite crystal in your teeth and it becomes a fluoroapatite crystal. And fluoroapatite crystals are more resistant to sugar and, and, and uh, food damage. They, it, fluoride hardens your teeth so that they don't... Now, there's no need for you to scrub. Just clean off debris and smear fluoride on your teeth long enough for it to be able to do what it's supposed to do. But patients have a, uh, this thing where they think, I need to scrub the teeth. No need for that at all. Mm. Just clean them and use a fluoridated toothpaste. Mm. Yeah. And I think we live in a time where I think our diet is very different um, to, I think, old mm. school. We've got mm. a lot more sugary food, a lot mm -hmm. more fatty food, mm -hmm. and you know stuff that can easily get stuck in your mouth or sticks to your teeth. So I'm sure that also adds to the damage. It does. So, so, so my recommendation is, if you want to eat sweets, that's okay. Eat sweets, but brush your teeth after you've eaten the sweets. Yeah. I love chocolate. I, I, I love jelly babies. <laughs> I love sweets, but you know, I slowed down on that. Hey, look, I, I came here for something, so mm. no, I'm good. So I actually want to ask a question. Sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, trend nowadays going to natural stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, so just like what he mentioned about the thing, have you had, have you encountered people that come in saying um, that they're just using natural yes, toothpaste? With yes, no yes, yes, aloe vera products. Yes, yes. Please, um, can you <laughs> warn them or tell them whatever you um, think of, what was think about that? The science is clear and it's straight. Enamel is the most important substance in your mouth because that protects your tooth from pain, from decay, and allows you to chew and be able to kujigama bones, mm. okay? Once you've destroyed that enamel, or once you've lost it, you can go to the dentist, but whatever product we replace it with is inferior. Mm. God knew best, and he gave us enamel. We need to protect that enamel. And science has proved that fluoroapatite crystals are more resistant to decay and damage than hydroxyapatite crystals. Simple. So you must have fluoridated toothpaste mm. if you want that additional yeah. protection. I think that's a good point that you brought mm. up because there are some of these natural things mm. and they say, no, that's better than this or the fluoridated, yeah, so, but um, yeah, I stick to my Colgate. Yeah, there you so, go. There yeah. you go. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right. No, so um, I think, thank you so much. Um, I think, I'll, I don't know, do you want to say a few more tips about, let's say, caring for your braces or there's nothing to... Well, so caring for your braces, the orthodontist should tell you, teach you, okay. each patient, how to care for their braces, okay? And should anyone have questions, 
contact your orthodontist or your general dentist and they will be able to tell you exactly how to do that. All right, that's fine. So, yeah, no, thank you so much uh, for coming through. A pleasure. I really appreciate it. Look, healthy conversation, we started a few months ago, Mm -hmm. but what we're hoping to do is to focus a bit more about on health, wellness in the medical sector. So I really appreciate the two of you being here and lending your voice also to our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. All right. Um, Do you have any parting words you want to share possibly with our viewers? You can go ahead and we have a lot of good dentists in this country use them go and consult and if you're not happy ask them to refer you to somebody who can give you the assistance that you need okay and uh, prevention remember prevention is better than cure yeah i'll follow up on that prevention is better than cure please always make sure you visit your dentist at least every six months and um, you'll avoid all the problems just by doing no, true. All right. No, thank you so much. Eh? And thank yeah, you. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in, and uh, look forward to new episodes every week. <laughs>